go. Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Tavkuf Beis and Maseches Psachim. But we begin with the very last line in Tavkuf Aleph Amud Beis with uh, one of with the valedictorian of Maseches Psachim. He appears everywhere. Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. There he is. What did he say? Well, we were talking about the topic, as you might recall, Hilchos Brachos topic. Barry here today. We have a Hilchos Brachos topic. So this just feels feels like old times. It's an incredible feeling. Rav Chista had said um, that when you have mezonos, we'll call it right, um, something that the Gemara and the Brisa refers to something that's towing bracha lefanea vila achareha, right? So even though, like we said, boring of fashos is also a bracha, that's true, when you have a chocolate bar, that, that's also a bracha laachareha. But we're not referring to that bracha, we're ta- referring to more of a da'oraisa prescribed bracha, like we have benching is certainly prescribed da'oraisa, and then the birchas main sheva of the, right, of the, um, of the alamichia. So when you have mizonos, and really the topic here, as we discussed, there are many ways that the Rishonim and Achronim uh, say over this lamdus. I had this chus of hearing of Ari Leibowitz discuss it. He quoted an Achron that I had never heard of, and the Svara didn't, didn't resonate with me as much as the Svara we said yesterday, which was as follows. The idea that we said was that when you're a Kovea Suda, we'll call it, right? So whether it's Mizonos also or just a Motzi is in itself a discussion. And like most of these delicious topics that we discuss in Arve Psachim, as well as the topics we'll discuss today, we could go in greater, certainly, depth for sure. But be that as it may, the basic idea is if you're Kovea Suda, so then you're Kovea, the food and the setting. And so... Mizonos, we'll call it, or Sa'uda food, things that you eat, like as a meal, the setting becomes part of the meal. That's how I like to, it's a balabatish lumdus, right? It's how I like, I like to conceptualize it. So the food that you're eating, the setting becomes part of the meal. That means, toin bracha shalifnea, vela And so you sit, you are kovea the setting, this is where you're eating your meal, you're making the bracha before, and you're making the bracha after. Where I have in mind afterwards, to go to Andrew's house, and I had in mind, let's say when I washed, that I'm going to transfer this meal. So then, ironically, what that means is because I am con- um, considering the setting to be part of the meal, then that setting, in a sense, is transportable, right? Because I'm taking the whole experience, the holistic experience of the meal and the setting, and I have in mind that I'm shifting it over to Andrew's house, which is to say, I could take it with me. I could take the entire experience with me and the food itself, because the food has a certain setting of meal context associated with it, that is transferable without having to make a bracha again, right? Because it's all part of a meal. That's how we think of it, right? This is all part of one meal. Sometimes you transfer the meal to somewhere else, but it's all part of a meal. Well, a chocolate bar isn't a meal. So the chocolate bar doesn't really attach uh, to the setting where you are. And so when you travel with the chocolate bar, you're going to have to make a new bracha rishona, right, when you take said chocolate bar, uh, shahakal, to a different location. Okay, so Rav Chista had said, what we know, what we say, that when you take a mezonos, right, when you take uh, something that's ton bracha lefnei you don't have to make a bracha. Now, uh, Rav Sheshes had said that, so, that something which is ton bracha you do have to 
uh, make a bracha. Okay, fine. So now, what happens here is Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak is going to... Oh, and then we had a brysa that showed that you do have to make a new bracha, like Rav Sheshas, right? And we said, unless you leave someone behind, right? And so now, Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak is going to bring another uh, answer to that to that brysa as follows. I'm Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak as we arrive at Kupesim and Alf as follows, right? This is going to make it seem like going out and coming back, is like, which is like Mishan Makom, is going to require the bracha. Let's see. Mantana Akiros. Aha. Uh-huh. So he's going to explain who is the brysa, right, that, that taught the brysa with, about Akiros. Now, Akiros is important because uprooting yourself is mashma that you're going out, right, from something. When you're going out from something, right, means that you're going out from a meal where you make, have to break, make the bracha, Right, out of a place that would require a bracha achareha, right? And therefore, even in the context of Mizonos, right, that, that in that place, that's Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is going to argue with the Chachamim on this, the Tanya. And now let's read this Brisa and we'll see what Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak means as follows. Says the Brisa, Chavayim Shayim Mesubin. Okay, so they're eating together. So this is important. You're sitting around. And you're leaving. So this is, let's say, Shabbos afternoon, right? You're going to Mincha. So Akru Raglayim, again, implies that, you're, that you had a Suda. It's not a chocolate bar. You had a Suda and you're leaving to go to Shul. So this is going to be the Tanakam of the Brisa. They say that you don't have to bench before you go to Mincha, right? You don't have to, um, the means you don't have to make a Bracha you don't have to bench for what you had already eaten. And furthermore, similarly, which is a way, which is saying that, again, you don't have to bench before you go to Mincha on Shabbos afternoon, and then you don't have to make Hamotzi again when you come back, right, to your meal. That was the Tanakama in the Brisa. Amar Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, however, said, that the only time Right, that you don't need to bench and then make a bracha uh, rishona again when you get back is when, let's say, some of the crew stayed back, right, and didn't go to mincha. So Rabbi Huda explains that if everybody left and everybody came back, so then you do have to bench before you leave. And you do have to make a mozi when you come back. So this is actually, right, uh, this is actually ruling, again, that you, even for, for Mizonos, right, you're going to have to make a bracha achrona, and then you're going to have to make a bracha rishona. And that is, in fact, Rabbi Yehuda, right? So Rabbi Yehuda is going to be, um, is going to be against Rabbi Chista in that sense, but the Tanakama is going to be like Rav Chista. So we have both of those, right, we have both of those uh, shitos in the Brisa, right? The Brisa is going to follow, right, uh, that the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, right? And then Rav Chista is going to be like the Tanakama. So we have both of those shitos expressed in the Brisa. So this is actually a fascinating idea. I just wanted to point out, again, the idea that 
a chabura of, of people also becomes, becomes relevant here, right? When, you own, when everybody leaves, so that's when Rabbi Yehud have said that you actually do have to make a bracha rishon and a bracha achrona. It's, it's interesting to me that it adds to our formula that we said before, as far as creating the setting of the meal, Right, so it's also the group that creates the setting of the meal, obviously. So it's so so we said that in essence, Rav Chista is going right is going to say that you could take right the whole setting with you, even if everybody leaves. You could kind of take the the setting with you. That's how we understand Rav Chista. But the other shita would be that if you that if you all leave, then you've broken that original hamotzi, you've broken that original meal, and that really the setting has to stay back, and the only time that you wouldn't have to, so again, the, the uh, way the Bryce is discussing it is, it's assuming once you go out and you come back, it's like Mishana Makom, right? Uh, so that in itself is just an interesting wrinkle, which is to say, when you leave and then come back, if you didn't leave anybody behind, it's as if you changed place. Uh, and so just the concept that a placeholder would keep the place, so to speak, keep the clock running, right, and keep your spot is in itself, you know, an interesting aspect of this halacha. Okay. So now, Rabbi Yochanan earlier held, uh, unlike Rav Chista or Rav Sheshes, he held what we'll call like the most machmir shita, that even if you have a chocolate bar, right, um, or ra- ra- rather, uh, maybe the, mo- the most makel shita, I should say, that even for a chalka bar, you don't have to make another bracha. That even for, for a shahako, that does not require a bracha after and before, right? Even for that, um, you're still going to be able to move. Let's see. Says the Gemara. Right? The reason that the Bryce is talking about something where you'd have to make a bracha achrona, uh, Right, that's because the the Tanakam over there said that when they when they go out, they don't have to make a bracha achrona. Right, and when they come back, that's when you don't have to right make the make the um, the new hamotzi aval So says the Gemara, but things like a chocolate bar that doesn't even need a bracha achrona of a mizonos or Right, or a mozi, which is to say, a shahako is not considered a bracha chorna in this context, as we've discussed. So, something like a chalkabar, a Right? So, what the Gemara is leading at is that this is going to be, morning, is that this is going to be a tiyuvta to Rabbi Yochanan, right? Because Rabbi Yochanan himself had said that even a chocolate bar, if you go out and come back, you're not going to have to make another bracha, and yet, we see when we the brisa that we just quoted showed a machlokish whether you have to make a bracha again. In other words, again it's Shabbos afternoon and you're going out to mincha. Do you have to bench, go out to mincha, and then come back and make a motzi? It's machlokish whether you have to do that in a case where you're not leaving anybody behind. But even within that machlokish, nobody says that if what you were doing were having was having Shabbos party and just having. Right, uh, last night at the Beis Yaakov, um, uh, middle school science fair, these girls were making rock candy. And one of the, it was actually very cool. We were all sitting, like a panel of four judges, and it was very professionally set up, and they had to come. It was nerve wracking. These girls are in middle school, 
and they have to come in pairs and, pre- and present like a 10 minute presentation in front of a panel of judges. Usually we used to do it where like you'd have the auditorium and everybody's in front of their own thing and then the judges walk around. But because of COVID, they had to come to us, which was great for me because I could sit. Anyway, they, they had to come to us and present. It was very nerve wracking for them. Anyway, they were making rock candy and um, I, I scolded them, of course, as a dentist. I had to explain to them that this is not halacha lamaisa. They're making candy here. Um, I said, please, uh, please tell me you're not going to eat this rock candy because they showed us how they made it. But be that as it may, the point is, if you're eating rock candy, that's what made me think of it, then certainly, right, you're not going to have to, then, then both shitas would have to say, right, that, that you have to make a bracha achrona, then go out and come back. And the point that the Gemara and the point that we've been discussing really is the bracha rishona, right? Everybody would say that if you go, if the whole crew is having Shabbos party, they made their, they made their rock candy before Shabbos, let's say, and then they're having the Shabbos party and Shabbos afternoon. Then they go out to somebody's house and they all come back. Of course you're going to make another shakal on the rock candy. Everybody holds that in the brisa. So now the Gemara is saying that that brisa, albeit having a machlokas with regards to mizonos is all going to agree that you have to make a bracha rishona if it was a shahakal, right? Because the b'risa itself implies that they were having a real suda. But certainly if they were only having Shabbos party, they'd have to make a bracha rishona. Says the Gemara, lema to have it to you to the Rabbi Yochanan. The, the context of that b'risa where they're having a machlokas only about mizonos implies that regards to shahakal, Everybody would agree that you'd have to make a bracha rishona. And that, in fact, is Kenega the Sheet of Rabbi Yochanan. Now, you might recall, we already said to Yufta on the back of Kuf Aleph of Abbez, the top of Kuf Aleph of Abbez, we said, to Yufta the Rabbi Yochanan, to Yufta. We already knocked out Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, so now we're, we're really beating up on Rabbi Yochanan. We have another to Yufta the Rabbi Yochanan. The Gemara, um, was aware of this, and the Gemara itself says, he even now, Valav mi osvina chada zimna. Wait, didn't we already say it to, to the Rabbi Yochanan? Didn't we already give out a, punch, a knockout punch to Rabbi Yochanan, deliver a knockout blow to Rabbi Yochanan on, just on the last Amud? Says the Gemara, name a mehat nami to have a tiyufta. Yeah, well, here's another tiyufta against Rabbi Yochanan. So we had a brisa over there against Rabbi Yochanan. We have a brisa over here against Rabbi Yochanan. The Mefarshim explain, uh, Ari Leibowitz uh, found a makar that the idea is that um, perhaps in, in these cases, if you were to find, apparently these, uh, these brysos were not yet right, ratified, so to speak. And if you were to find one of the brysos to not be fully correct, or you found it to not be authoritative, so then you have the other brysos sort of like as a spare in order to, right, in order to refute um, this idea of Rabbi Yochanan that you, um, right, because we hold unlike Rabbi Yochanan, that you certainly would have to make a new bracha, at least on items that are shahakal, if you were Mishane Makom. Okay. So now, the Gemara answers, Amalach Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan is going to, we're going to try to still keep Rabbi Yochanan alive. This, this impressed Birnbaum. He said, that's unbelievable. Rabbi Yochanan sustains two knockout blows, and look, he's still, he's getting off the mat, right? He's, he's, he's still alive, right? You have to be perseverance here. It says like this, He says, no, it could be that the same halacha, the same machlokes that you had by Mizonos, which we describe as something that it could be that the same halacha would also apply to Shabbos party and candy. 
It could be that they too, as Rabbi Yochanan's Shita is, would not require a new Bracha Rishona. So, how would you explain the Brisa? Says Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara, right? And Rabbi Yochanan knows that the thing that makes him sound like it's not like his Shita is this concept of Akru Raglayim, right? He knows that. He has to explain that. Because Akru Raglayim sounds like they're really uprooting. Uprooting makes it sound like you were rooted. Right, la akor natua. Right, is al nata akor natua from al Right, la akor is to uproot something which is already planted. Well, if you're planted, that means you're probably having a more serious suuda, and that's not what Shabbos part. Nobody says akru raglayim to a Shabbos party. So what is um, of shahakal? So what's going on here? So says Rabbi Yochanan. No, the only reason that they're saying akru raglayim is lo diacha kochod de Rabbi Yehuda. Right, to teach you the strength of Rabbi Yehuda's position, the afil dvarm shetuuni brachala chreim bimkoman, right, right, taima di nichu mixas chaverim. Avalo nichu mixas chaverim, kshen yotzim to una bracha, ukshem chosrim to una bracha lechat chila. I'm sorry, kshen yotzim to una bracha le mafreya, ukshen chosrim to una bracha lechat chila. In other words, to teach you the chiddish of Rabbi Yehuda, which is that even when you're having a mazonos and when you're having a suda, right, you're still going to need to make another bracha. That is, right, so that is the chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda. Lo diachcha kochan de Rabbi Yehuda. Right, so in other words, even though the halacha would be that even with, right, even though the halacha would be that according to the Tanakama. In other words, the Tanakama perhaps would agree with Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan saying. The Tanakama that says that you don't need to make another bracha when you come back. So it's true that the price is talking about a case where they're having an actual suda. And that's why you don't need to make a bracha. But Rabbi Yochanan says that's not, that might not be the reason. The Tanakama might agree with me that even if we were having shahakal, you also wouldn't need to make a bracha. Why did the Brisa use the case of Akru Raglayim, where they're having a suda, to teach you that even Rabbi Yehuda, in, Rabbi Yehuda would hold that even in that case, you need to make a bracha. Rabbi Leibowitz, uh, Shlita, brought up what I thought was a fascinating idea, uh, insight into this Gemara. And it is this idea of Now remember, what is the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda? The Shita of Rabbi Yehuda is that you have to make a bracha. That sounds like a chumrah in Hilchos Brachos. We touched on this a little bit yesterday. It sounds like a chumrah in Hilchos Brachos, that you have to make a bracha. Now normally, when we say lo kochar, right? When we say like koch dehetera adif, right? We say that we want to bring out the shita of the person who's matir, right? And and therefore that is what we would highlight. In other words, why would we want to teach kochar de Rabbi Yehuda? Don't you think it would make more sense to adicha kochar de Rabbi Yochanan, so to speak, right? To teach to teach the bigger. So 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 the answer is, he says. First of all, as we said yesterday, with brachos every. Every kula is a chumr in a sense. Like to say that it's machmer and that you have to make a bracha, it's also mekil on bracha levatala, which is to say, right, it's also mekil in the sense that you're going to allow you to say the bracha. And the other thing that he said that I thought was fascinating, um, I believe he said it in, th- in this context, was the idea of whenever, you, whenever you're saying korach deater adif, and I thought this insight was, was brilliant, korach deater adif makes it sound like it's, it's, oh, it's easiest, right, to teach you a kula. But he says it's not easiest to teach you a kula just because it's more mekil. No. It's that which is more novel is really what we, is really 
um, that which is more novel is really what is preferable. That requires, right, more analysis. That requires more knowledge, right? It, and so it's usually, typically easier to just say, oh, let's be machmir, and anybody could be machmir, Right, like if you have, you have two types of attorneys, right? You have the attorneys that will tell you, "Well, that could be a problem." Well, I don't need to have a law degree to tell you that anything could be a problem, right? And then you have attorneys if you're like you have like a startup company who, could, instead of telling you that everything could be a problem, you have an attorney who tells you, "Well, if we want to really get this done, we should do this because this will be able to defend." And this will be able to navigate, right? Well, that requires a lot more knowledge and confidence of the law, right? Because that means that they know how to navigate the situation. So that's what we mean. I think it's a good analogy of what we mean when we say that those gedolim that are so great that they know the halacha and they say, we can navigate this way. Instead of just saying, uh, well, let's better stay off. So obviously when you say better stay off, that's going to always be safest. But if you really know your stuff, then you can help a right, you could help you. You could help uh, a human being navigate um, all the halachas because you know exactly wh- where all the markers are. So that could be true. Rabbi Levitz is explaining either lechumra or lekula. It's just whichever one is more novel. So in this particular case, it's more novel to say, perhaps, right, that you do make a bracha or that you don't make the bracha. So irrespective of which is lechumra or which is the kula, in the case of Rabbi Yehuda, right. Is, is actually more of a, it's more of a chiddish to say that you are going to make the bracha. Okay? So that is, that is the sheet of Rebuda, and it's more of a chiddish to say that, right? Anybody could say, you know what? Suffolk brachas lahakel. Right? We're just made, like, just don't make a bracha, and this way you don't say bracha levatala. Rebuda is saying, even though you're having a suda, do make a bracha. Here you can make a bracha. That requires a real, right? Confidence in your knowledge of the sugya, and that's why over here it's the odiyah hakocha de Rabbi Yehuda. I thought that that was like a fascinating insight into how koach the terah adif and what that means in general. It doesn't just mean that we that we are more enamored with people who can give us kulas. It means that we're enamored with people who know their the material so well, or that they can actually tell you something that might be counterintuitive because they understand it in the context of all of kultura. Maybe we zochet to understand kultura so well that 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 we can that we can actually navigate uh, life in the in the in the way that the Torah had prescribed for us in the best way. Okay, so now, so now we're going to bring a uh, a brisa to support Rav Chista. Tanya kavaseid Rav Chista. Again, do you remember what Rav Chista said? He says that when you have mizonus, eino tzarech levarech. Right? That was like the Tanakhama. So he says, chaverim shayim besuvim lishtos yain. Yain here is going to be considered like Mizonos, right? Because it's a very important type of, of, of drink and requires a bracha achareya. Ve'akuru raglayim. So akuru raglayim is, is, is relevant, right? It's appropriate to say. Ve'akuru raglayim v'chazru, ein tzrichin levarech. So there it is. That's like Rav Chista, right? People who were drinking yain, they left. They, for mincha or whatever it is, they came back. They don't have to make another bracha. Okay, good. So now we're going to take this concept of Mishana Makam, which was fascinating from Hilchos Brachos, and we're going to take a previous idea that we learned two days ago. Remember we had Machlokas or Biosi or Bihuda with Poros Mapa, right? That led to Poros Mapa, whether you could continue your meal. So let's, let's review. What was the case? We were saying when you're eating, let's say your Sudas Purim, 
on Friday. It was an amazing calendrical coincidence. Can you, and you started it, Beheter. Rabbi Yossi says you can continue your meal and you continue until you finish. Even if it becomes Shabbos, just finish your meal. And Rabbi Yudah said, no, it's about to be Shabbos. Stop your meal in the middle. That was the machlokas. We're going to bring this machlokas, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yudah, all the way back. And we'll bring all of our topics together in a beautiful bow as follows. Says the Gemara, Tanur Abanan. Bnei Chabura, five lines up from the bottom of Kuf Beis Aleph. Bnei Chabura Shri Mesubim, they were eating their Purim Suda on Shabbos, on Erev Shabbos, Shabbos afternoon. Vekide Shalayim Hayom, boom. There it is, it became Shabbos. So what do they do? Mevin lo kos shel yain, bring one of them a Kiddush cup. Ve'omar alav Kiddush Hayom, he's going to say Kiddush. Ve'sheni, and then we're going to bring a second Kiddush cup. Omer alav birchas amazon. It's interesting. He's saying kiddush here first, and then he's saying birchas amazon. Diver Rabbi Yehuda. So first of all, of course, it's interesting to say why are you going to say kiddush uh, before the birchas amazon? Um, is that midafka or not? Okay, but uh, be that as it may, right? Because you would think maybe you should say birchas amazon first. Okay, but here they're saying saying kiddush say kiddush. First, and then you're going to say the birchos amazon on the coast. Okay, that's different Rabbi Yehuda. And then Rabbi Yossi Omer, Ochel v'holech at shetechshach. Rabbi Yossi is going to say, as he said on Daf Kuf, right, that you can continue to eat. You don't have to bench now. And you don't even have to make a, a kiddush now. Remember, the shita of, right, the shita of Porus Mapa Makadish was attributed to Shmuel. Right? That shita, some said was the shita of the Chachamim in the Yerushalmi. But in our Talmud Bavli, we didn't see that third shita was attributed to Shmuel. So according to Shmuel, Paris Mapa Makadish made, meant that you have to make Kiddush right now. But according to Rabbi Yossi, who said you could continue to eat, and by the way, here it says Ad Shetechshach, which implies that at Shkia or somewhere in Ben Ashmashos, you could continue to eat. But when it becomes really, really dark, uh, you have to stop. Some Mepharshim will say that. But others would say that no, he just means Achetechshach and beyond. That's the Pashapshad is, according to Rabbi Yossi, the way we learned him in Dafkuf, is that really you could continue your meal indefinitely, so to speak, until midnight, and only once you've completed the Purim Suda do you make, do you first make Kiddush on Friday night, even if it's at midnight. That's, that's the, uh, shot within Rabbi Yossi. Okay. So, so then says Rabbi Yossi, Gumru, as we turn to Kuf Bezam and Bez, once you finish the meal, so then Kos Rishon Mivarchalav Birchas Hamazon Vasheni Omer Alav Kedushas Hayom. Now you'll see here, there he changes it. Rabbi Yossi says that the first cup you're going to make Birchas Hamazon, and the second cup you're going to make Kiddush. So, uh, so they're consistent here with what they're going with what they said, right? Uh, before about with regards to whether you're allowed to continue your Purim Suda or not. Um, now, we're going to ask, why don't you just use one kos? I have to go back and look up. Let me see. Is that what, uh, I, 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 I didn't notice when I was first preparing it, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the topic, I think, of the, of the first Tosfos on Kuf Bezam and Bez. Why is it that in the first case it says that you're making, um, that you're making Kiddush first and then, and then Birchas Amazon. 
And in the second case, it says that you're making first benching, right? When it goes to Rabbi Yossi and you're making in the middle of the night, it says make benching first and then say, and then say Kiddush. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, right, I think that that's what the tos, first Tosunuk of Beis on Beis uh, says. Let's just say it outside. So it's intuitive. I don't know that one is reflective of, of the Shita, is more reflective of the Shita than the other. In other words, I don't think that's necessarily um, a reflection of what they hold with regards to whether you can continue your meal. I don't think that that's why it switches it. There's a Girsa thing here. But, but, but let's just think outside for a second. Why would you make Birchas Muslim first and why would you make Kiddush first? This is going to become relevant to Daf Bez also. The idea of which one get, uh, it's all, which one gets Kadimas. Because we're, we're about to discuss towards the end of, of our Daf over here and we're going to continue to discuss tomorrow the concept of, believe it or not, Yak Nahaz. Yak Nahaz is coming up. It's this, the end of this Daf. It's, it's coming up right now. Oh, so, so Goranowitz finally woke up. And he says, what is Yak Nahaz? Yain Kiddush Ner Havdalazman. I'm about to blow your mind, Goranowitz. The Yak Nahaz is an acronym for the order with which you make the following things. Yain, Borei Gafin, then Kiddush, then Havdalah, right? Then Borei Mareesh, then Havdalah, then Shechayanu. When would any of this come up? It would come up when... Yantiv comes out on Motzei Shabbos. Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos. You do Yak Nahaz. Does any, do you want to guess, Geronowitz, when the next Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos is going to be? This year. Yeah, exactly. This year. And we are less than Shloshim Yom Lifnei Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos. Another one of our countless Dafyomi coincidences we just seems to be learning everything in its proper time, Baruch Hashem. So, be that as it may, that, that should be a great chizuk to you, Goranowitz, that, that, that Hashem's looking on, looking down upon us and smiling that we're learning these, uh, these, uh, sugyas in their, in their proper time. Anyway. I just got to ask you a fast Okay. I saw a picture of Mars. Now, let's say, <laughs> let's say we're living on Mars. How, yeah. do, we, how do we know when Passover is? Right. I feel like I'm living on Mars sometimes over here. Um, Right. How do you know in Passover? What, international dateline issues. We should have a separate day devoted to international dateline. It's one of the topics I'm obsessed with. But how, how are Zmanim going to be handled uh, in, a, in a vacuum? There is, in Mars, there isn't even a Minogamokam yet established. So which Zman are we going to go by? I don't know. I'm not going to speak on behalf of the Gedolim. I bet you they're going to say that Mars goes by Yerushalayim Zmanim. That's just going to be my guess. But it's a, it's a good... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an almost relevant question. Okay. So, so now, so now. Oh, so I was going to say this far. Why would you make, oh, so why would you make kid, why would you make Bechos Amazon first? So what we're going to see with Yak Nahaz, right? We're going to see with priority of Brachos. So always you have to think, whenever you think of priority of Brachos, you, you want to stick in Tadir Risha, Eno Tadir, Tadir Kodim. So, which is to say, whichever you do most often, you mostly do first. Why you would do that, which you do most often first, is in itself a discussion, right? Um, Andrew will tell you that he thinks that consistency is the name of the game, the importance of consistency. When you're doing something consistently, then you should always give that priority, okay? Um, and so, but which, which do you do first? Bichos and Muslim or Kiddush? 
So let's say that could be a reason. I, it would make sense also to make birchas amazon. To me, that makes the most sense. You make birchas amazon because you're finishing your suda. And then you make kiddush afterwards because that's when you're starting your next suda. That seems to be the most sensical approach. First, finish by benching and have your kos shell bracha of benching. And then, and then make kiddush right afterwards. However, well, I think what Tosos and Kavbeis Amid Beis is pointing out, because I just I, uh, took a peek at it, is saying that you're not also lit on Bli Kiddush. Don't forget, if you already have a chiv of, let's say, this, let's say we're going back, now, we're not at Motzei Shabbos yet, but it could be true for Motzei Shabbos also. So, let, so, so let's just, dis- because we have some extra time, let's just discuss a little bit. If it's Friday night and you're eating your Purim Suda, right? So then as the Chiv of Kiddush approaches, maybe you can't continue if you hold like Rabbi Yehuda that you have to stop. So maybe it is taller than the Machlokas. If you hold like Rabbi Yehuda, ah, maybe it is taller than the Machlokas. Because if you hold like Rabbi Yehuda that you have to stop, that means that Shabbos has come. Purim is over. I don't care that you started the Suda's Purim Beheter. Purim is over. So now Purim is over. Shabbos has come. We can't do anything until we make Kiddush. And therefore, within Rashidah's Rabbi Yehuda, who says that you do have to stop, you make the Kiddush first. And then you make the Birchas HaMazon. Ah! Because you can't make the, you can't make the Borpir Gafen on the Birchas HaMazon cup because without making Kiddush. Because Shabbos already came. Of course it's Tala Rashidah. Okay, I apologize for thinking that maybe it didn't. This is, this makes perfect sense, right? Because there, the contrast is if you hold like Rabbi Yossi, which says that you could just continue your Suda, so then you're still in Purim mode, right? And therefore, even though Shabbos came, that has not interrupted us at all. We're not breaking stride. We're in Purim mode all the way. We are going to make a Birchaz Amazon, uh, and we're going to make the coat, the Bori Piragafan on the coast of the Birchaz Amazon. And then only after we finish the Birchas Amazon, now we can talk about Shabbos and then we're going to make Kiddush on the second cup. So actually we see that the switch of whether you make Birchas Amazon and, um, and, and, uh, first, or you make the, right, the way that you make the Borapir Gaf on the Birchas Amazon first or on Kiddush first is going to be reflected perhaps on their shita of whether the Suda continues or the Suda is interrupted, so to speak, by the coming on of Shabbos. Okay, fascinating. So we thought it, I, we thought it through and I was able to finally arrive at a possible shot in this Gemara. So thanks for your patience, guys. Okay. Be that as it may, the Gemara asks, Amai, why do we have these two cups of, of uh, grape juice in my case or wine in everyone else's case altogether? Let's just use one cup. And whether you're making the Birchaz Muslim first with Alakos or the Kiddush Alakos, just use the same Kos. Okay. The Rashban thinks only Rabbi Yossi would ask this. The Rashban thinks this is only Kashi, Kashi according to Rabbi Yossi. Why? Because Rabbi Yehuda is going to, for sure, um, why does the Rashban think that this is only according to Rabbi Yossi? Um, uh, why would only Rabbi Yossi ask this? Why does the Rishbam say that? He's going on the other line, the first line. Oh, on the first line? Oh, oh, yeah, what we said before? Who is that sheet then? Aha, okay. That sheet that matches Rabbi Yossi. You said uh, you don't have to stop. Kos Rishon Omer Lav Birchas Amazon. Rabbi Yossi Kamala. 
Right. But he says, if you did Paris Mapa, says the Rosh Bam, it's the first Rosh Bam on Kapazim Beis. If you did Paris Mapa and Kiddush, Rabbi Yossi would be Moda, right? The Koshikain, the Shapit Fei, the Ilo Temahachi, Ela Dafkam Rabbi Yossi, Rishon, Mivarchal, Abirchaz, and Mazan. Okay. Imkain, Shmuel, the Amar Kaman. Okay. Fine. So he was going on that first part. Fine. So that has to do actually with what we were just talking about before. Okay. So why would you make it a Monkos? So Amar of Hun, Amar of Sheshis. Ain Omrim, Shte Kedushas, Akos. The reason why you wouldn't make it on one coast is because you don't say two types of kiddush. One being right, one being a uh, really on, uh, on on um, a benching, and the other one really being kiddush. It's not really two kiddushos, but he means two mitzvahs in this context, right? One is benching and one is kiddush. But what's the reason? My timer, Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Are you kidding me? There he is again. Because we don't perform the mitzvahs in bundles. Rashbam. First wide line in the Rashbam. Three words. It looks like you're trying to chap a rhyme. It looks like you're, be- you're cheap. You're cheapskates. Like the mitzvahs are a burden on you, says the Rashbam. Which is to say, why should I pour two cups of wine when I could just be more efficient and use one? That makes it seem, if you're trying to be efficient, it makes it seem like you're looking at the mitzvahs as a burden. Only person who views it as a burden tries to make things more efficient. If you're loving every mitzvah and you're savoring it, then you would love nothing more than to have the two separate cups of wine for the two mitzvahs. <laughs> the Gemara asks below that... Oh, he's just saying, so, so, right, so sometimes you have competing considerations. So that's what the Gemara is going to say. Look at this. Let's go in other cases and let's see if we're always saying that we don't want to have multiple cups. So let's say a guy comes to the house, so now we're going to say Motzei Shabbos. He comes to his house on Motzei Shabbos. So then you do the familiar, right, Havdalah. And then the Basamim, right? We're, we're used to doing the Basamim and then the Me'arish, but there's a whole discussion on which you would do uh, first, right? Uh, why, do you, why do you do the Me'ar first? And afterwards, here's the Rashbam, third wide line, right? In Masechus Brachos, we said the Amar Ma'or Beresha. First, you say Bor Ma'or Beresh, Achakach Besamim, and then you say Besamim. So that's how our, uh, even though that's not our uh, common practice, that's uh, how our Gemara is going according to that Shita. Okay, Vehavdalah and then you say Havdalah at the end, and he's explaining the reason, even the Rashbam, because we know the Rashbam is more verbose than Rashi. So the Rashbam is going to spell out more things. He's going to say the reason we say Havdalah at the end is because Eilu Rishonus are Ktsaros, Vach Havdalah, Rucha, Lefichach Omer Levasov. Be that as it may, Achakach Omer Havdalah, Al Hakos. And says the, right, and then we say in the Bryce of Imein Lo Ela Kos Echad, if you only have one Kos, Manicho La Achar Amazon. You leave the cup until after you finish, right, the meal, and then you use that same cup for birchas Uh What's the order here? This is Malava Malka. You're first making, right, a Havdalah on a kos, and then you're leaving that kos to use for benching for Malava Malka. Umishal Shalon Kulan the Acharav. And then he links 
all of those brachas, right, uh, to the birchas hamazon afterwards. Uh, this is a fascinating, this is a fascinating brisa. Because again, <laughs> first of all, it's, it, it's allowing the havdala kos to be used for melava malka benching. Arbaria Leibowitz Shlita points out, this shows you to a certain extent the prominence and importance of, use, of benching ala kos, right? Because we're kind of making havdala, we said al hakos, I mean we are making havdala ala kos. And so, and on top of Avdal Alakos, we have the Brach of the Bori Meoreish and the Bori Minei Basamim that we're attaching to this Bori Puriagafen of Avdalah. And as the language of the Bryce itself implies, we're taking all of those Brachos and we're kind of leaving them hanging and suspended in the air like a matzo ball until we make the Bori Puriagafen on the Brachas Hamazon Alakos. In other words, making birchas hamazon ala kos is so important that if you only add one cup of wine, you would not make the bari, you would wait and, and make the bari piyar guffin for havdalah only after you already finished malava malka, right? In order to be able to use that bari piyar guffin, uh, for the birchas hamazon ala kos. So that is truly fascinating, um, Brisa. And in fact, a very strong illustration of, of in fact, the fact that you use the same kos yain Right, both for Havdalah and for Bechas Hamazam. Why is that, Brisa, not a problem of Enos in Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos? Asks the Gemara. To which the Gemara answers, Enlo Shiny. Yeah, that, that's a case where he only ha- he doesn't have another cup of wine. And since he doesn't have another cup of wine, we do away with this idea of Enos in Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos. Shows you some of the Svara, in a sense, right? Because if the whole reason of Enos in Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos is because you want to spare yourself the time or the money of the extra grape juice or whatever, you want to be more efficient with your resources and your time, so then that is inappropriate because we don't want the Mitzvahs to look like a burden. But if, in fact, this is the only cup of grape juice you have, so then you're really motivated out of necessity and it's not an issue of Enos in Mitzvos Chavilos Chavilos. I think that that's fascinating also because you would think that uh, there's a Maris Ayan component, right? That like if people don't know whether you have or you don't have, that you wouldn't want it to look like Osir Mitzvahs Chavilos Chavilos. And yet we see the implication here that it has a lot to do with your intent, regardless of how it looks, which in itself is, is fascinating. So it's sort of like a more internal uh, halacha than you would think in terms of what internally the person is thinking and his kavana is with respect to enos and mitzvahs chavilos chavilos. Anyway, so the Gemara is saying this is a case where he has no other cup and so he has no recourse and so we do away with enos and mitzvahs chavilos chavilos. To which the Gemara asks, Vayom tov achar Shabbos to Islay. But there is a case like this year, A, right, where you certainly have the enough wine. Why do we know that we have enough wine? Because this Gemara is talking about what? Erev Pesach Shechalios B'Shabbos. Exactly like our year. And we already said in the Mishnah that even the Tamchoy is going to give you enough wine. So even if you're an Ani that didn't have wine, you're going to get wine for, for Dalv Kosos. Ah, and despite the fact that we know that you have enough wine for Dalv Kosos, I'm a Rav, Rav said, Yaknaha. Here he doesn't, he didn't, this is the part of Yain, Kiddush, Ner, Havdalah. You make it all on one cup, right? Amri, Midl, and say as follows. So the Gemara answers, right? So Yaknaha implies that you're using the same cup, even though we have, a, uh, uh, we have enough wine for a second cup, we use the same cup for Yain 
and Kiddush and for the Havdalah. So isn't that a problem of Enos and Mitzvah's Chavilos Chavilos, even in a context where you do have more wine? Says the Gemara, Amri, Midulo Amar Zman, right? Since, he did, since we didn't mention Shechiyonu, Mikal de Vishvi Pesach That must be, aha, notice, we didn't say Yaknahaz, we said Yaknaha. Must mean, this is not the Seder night. This is the second time around. This is Erev Pesach Sheni, meaning not Erev Pesach Sheni, Erev second days of Pesach. <laughs> Erev second days of Pesach that the Chaliyos B'Shabbos. Okay, so by then he's drink the, the, he already drank last week the Dal Koso. So the, maybe in fact that is a case. The fact that he says Yaknaha is teaching you that in fact he didn't have a second cup of wine at his disposal. And therefore it is consistent with the idea that when you don't have more wine, you can in fact use the same coast for Havdalah and for Kiddush. Aha. But the Gemara says that can't be. Why? We know that that price is, is talking about Yontav Rishon. Why the Islay, where he does in fact have wine? Why? Because even when it is Yontav Rishon, we paskin like Rava that we say Yaknahaz. Yain Kiddush Ner Havdalazman. And we know that there's a machlokes, a bayan rava, with regards to whether you say, right, Yain Kiddush Ner Havdalazman or Yain Kiddush Zman Ner Havdalah. Well, the very presence of this machlokas implies that it's Yontav Rishon because you're saying Eshe'eche Yanu. And the fact that it's Yontav Rishon implies that you have enough uh, wine or grape juice because by definition, on Yontav Rishon, you're getting enough from the Tamchoy. And still, says the Gemara, we are going to uh, allow you to use the same kos for the Yain and the Kiddush and the Havdalah. Aha. So how could it be that we are allowing you certainly to use the same yaknahaz for Kiddush, the same cup for both Kiddush and for Havdalah? Don't we have the problem of ain't osin mitzvahs chavilos chavilos? To that, the Gemara answers, lumdus. El Havdalah v'Kiddush chada milsahi. Birchaz amazam v'Kiddush tre milininhu. Brisk, right? It is tre dinim. Birchaz amazam and Kiddush are two different themes. Havdalah and Kiddush are the same theme. What does it mean? Havdalah and Kiddush are the same theme. So that's what that's what uh, the Rashbam explains that Kiddush Havdalah Chadam Ilsehi Tarvayim Shum Kedushas Yomim Tovim Ninu. Right, that even when you're saying Havdalah, right, you're saying Hamavdil Ben Kodesh Lachol. Right, Havdalah Atzma Humaskir Kedushas Yontiv. The Hamavdil it happens to be that the amazing bracha that we say, when we say Yaknahaz, that we'll be saying this year, on Erev Pesach Shechal Yos B'Shabbos, Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lakodesh, right? Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lakodesh is talking about highlighting not only the Kedusha of Yontiv that's to come, but the Kedusha of Shabbos before us. So therefore, Havdalah and Kiddush both do what? Highlight the Kedusha Sayom, even though it's bookends. And therefore, it's not really mitzvos chavilos chavilos to use one cup for that, and therefore it's not really an expression, it's chadam mitzvahi, so to speak, to use it both for Kiddush and Havdalah, as opposed to birchas amazon, that's a different thing. The koshal bircha for birchas amazon is a different theme, and therefore the birchas amazon cup and the Kiddush cup should not be used as as mitzvahs chavilos chavilos, but should rather be used for two separate cups. So we'll pick up here, and the two dots, two lo- second line up from the bottom, with more uh, issues involving the Yom Tov Shechalios Achar Shabbos. So I would imagine everybody who's here now for the Minyan, knowing that this year it's going to be Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov Shechalios B'Shabbos, is going to feel compelled to come because it is so relevant 
to us this year, Bezrat Hashem.